Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Weather forecasters expect an early season heat wave this week in many parts of the state. KQED's Ezra David Romero explains the warmth may cause flooding as snowpacks melt in inland areas of California. The high temperatures will likely melt a large portion of the record-breaking snowpack in the southern Sierra Nevada. UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain says the heat could bring disruptive flooding in the Tulare Lake Basin, where an inland lake has appeared, drowning farmland and threatening cities. The big melt is now here. So you're going to see sustained snowmelt occurring 24 hours a day this week by Wednesday and Thursday. He also expects flooding on the Merced River all the way up into Yosemite Valley. The flood risks across the Central Valley will not go away anytime soon, and there's a growing likelihood next winter will also be a wet winter. He also says fire danger at higher elevations will likely be low because of all the moisture. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero. As another wildfire season looms, a federal judge will soon decide whether there should be limits on how firefighters drop chemical retardants onto large blazes. But some lawmakers and residents in areas of the state prone to wildfires say the retardants save lives and properties. North State Public Radio's wildfire reporter Jamie Jiang reports. Both sides made their case yesterday in a Missoula, Montana courtroom. A nonprofit representing environmentalists and former U.S. Forest Service employees says dropping fire retardant in waterways violates the Clean Water Act. Meanwhile, Forest Service officials say those drops were either legal in order to protect lives or accidents. Greg Bolin is the mayor of Paradise. In 2018, a fast-moving wildfire leveled his town and killed 86 people. He says retardant drops helped save lives. And to think that they would stop that from being used. I, I just honestly can't even comprehend that. The town of Paradise has weighed in on the side of the Forest Service, along with Butte and Plumas counties in Northern California. According to the United States Department of Agriculture, the retardant dropped on wildfires is primarily made by mixing water with fertilizer. For the California Report, I'm Jamie Jiang in Chico. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!
Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. On the best of days, agricultural work isn't easy. But in recent years, California farm workers in places like the San Joaquin Valley have also had to deal with record heat waves, wildfires, and more recently, storms and flooding. But because of chronic illnesses, agricultural laborers also face a growing health crisis. KVPR's Carrie Klein has this closer look. Jose Villa was 41 years old when he began feeling exhausted. He was endlessly thirsty, and at night he'd get up six, seven, even eight times to use the bathroom. My colleagues noticed. They told me to get checked out because it could be something serious. It was diabetes. In fact, Villa says his blood sugar was so high, the doctor said he was at risk of going into a diabetic coma. Villa lives in Tulare County. He's a farm worker, one of hundreds of thousands of low-wage Californians who grow and harvest the nation's food. But across the San Joaquin Valley, this population is also overburdened with chronic disease and commonly lacks access to health care. That's why the recent closure of Madera Community Hospital has left this already vulnerable community in a precarious position. Here's Edward Flores of UC Merced. This is uncharted territory. We don't know the risks to people's well-being that we're going to see during major public disasters, you know, when there's a closure of a community hospital in a place like Madera. Flores is the faculty director of UC Merced's Community and Labor Center. Earlier this year, that center authored the Farmworker Health Study, based on interviews with 1,200 farmworkers. As many as half suffer from chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension. Most are either overweight or obese. I think uh, we should be concerned with the prevalence of chronic conditions that do exist among farmworkers, as well as the lack of health insurance coverage that they experience. Federal labor laws don't require agricultural employers to provide health insurance, vacation, or sick time. So, Via, who has worked the fields for 14 years, says it's easy to see how minor health problems could balloon into emergencies. We don't have the culture of going to the doctor, because one of the biggest problems is we don't have the money. And when we go to the doctor, we're told we don't qualify. Healthcare access is a problem across this sprawling valley. The region has long been short on doctors and hospital beds. Even when Madera Community Hospital was open, Madera County would have needed two more hospitals to reach the national average number of beds per capita. Now it has zero beds. Mari Perez Ruiz, director of the Central Valley Empowerment Alliance, says the hospital's closure is heartbreaking. What we are seeing here is, is tremendous neglect, lack of infrastructure. State Senator Ana Caballero agrees. The farm worker community is absolutely devastated. She had secured state funding for the hospital last year, but it wasn't enough to keep it open. Months later, some potential solutions are taking form. A coalition of ag companies and trade groups wrote to Governor Gavin Newsom, demanding urgent funding. Here's Ian LeMay, who wrote the letter. He's the president of the California Fresh Fruit Association. Until this issue is rectified, which to me is a full reopening of Madera Hospital, 
We need the state's help to bolster resources, nursing capacity, physical facility capacity. Some county governments and nonprofits are sending out mobile health vans to meet farm workers in the fields or the rural communities where they live. California also recently began offering Medi-Cal coverage to undocumented adults who make up the majority of farm workers. And advocates like Antonio Delaware Bruce of the nonprofit United Farm Workers are pushing for another solution. Sign a union contract that includes employer-provided health care. Many already do, though they're in the minority. Jose Villa is proud to be a farm worker, to know that the fruit he harvested is traveling around the world. He just wishes his health were more of a priority. For The California Report, I'm Carrie Klein in Fresno. And that is The California Report for Tuesday, April 25th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great morning. Support for The California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, accepting nominations now for the 2024 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards at irvineawards.org. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple. In stores or delivered from hintwater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes 11th-hour racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.